Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. It's a review day, and we're very close to the end. Yeah. Of Christmas. Scary close. Yeah. I mean, we're we're obviously a week behind because these are the reviews, so we have to wait for all the movies to play and then talk about them, but Christmas is next week. <laughs> I know, and I just saw this last weekend of, I think this is the last weekend of Christmas movies, the December 21st ones, 22nd? Yeah. Uh, I think it's the 18th, 19th, 20th. Whatever it is. <laughs> I just saw the preview for the Rachel Lee Cook and Travis Van Winkle one, uh-huh. and... Did you see? Did you catch this preview? Yes, I did. He is not wearing a shirt. <laughs> oh, I don't think I saw that part. Then you didn't catch the right preview because I was like, "What is this? Lifetime? This is Hallmark and Travis? Like, okay." <laughs> I was very distracted by his very out of control hair. <laughs> his hair is very curly, but I'm not against it. So there's that. I just feel like it's just a little too long on the top, and it's very, like, wild. Mm-hmm. He did look cute in a lot He's of still it. attractive. <laughs> in a lot of it. Yeah. We'll get to him. We're not talking about him today, but no, I not. just had to ask if you saw that preview. I'll have to go back and check it out again. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess that we will start with, I don't know how to start, because Sister Swap is technically the first movie and the last movie. <laughs> Let's just let's just do the sister swaps first. Okay. I chose sister swap so we could talk about the conjoined storyline. <laughs> that didn't sound right. The conjoined. <laughs> They're twins <laughs> attached at the hip. <laughs> intertwined. That's the word I think yeah, I want. Intertwined. That's a good one. Yeah. And so I actually I watched Kimberly's earlier in the week, and then I watched the other one yesterday. I When I started watching Kimberly's movie, you guys know I'm not the hugest fan of Ashley. Like, she's not horrible, but she's just not my favorite. She's too perky for me. Mm-hmm. And I was disappointed that we got the Kimberly movie first because I was like, man, I think I'm going to like it better. <laughs> Yeah. And I was right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same. <laughs> but I did not take a ton of notes. I don't think I, I thought I wrote notes down on Kimberly's movie, but apparently I've lost them in my notes. Maybe I accidentally deleted them. And then I don't have a ton of notes for the city one either. So we're just going to kind of talk about them together because they together. were one story. I don't even know where to start with this. I was kind of wondering how they were not going to ruin one of the movies with the other movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And they didn't really do that. I definitely did not love the storyline portion where in the second movie, there wasn't really a beginning and a level set because you're you're fast forwarding through all the stuff that you've already gone through in the first movie. And it felt like it was very rushed. I didn't love that. Hmm. But I can understand why they did it. But at the same time, if you were watching this in future years and you had never seen the Kimberly movie, I think it would feel like it It doesn't feel like a standalone movie. Like the Kimberly movie felt like a standalone. I guess I can see that. See, when I was watching both of these, so Kimberly's movie felt really long and it had so much packed into it. Like it had very defined parts to it, I thought, because... 
first we had to do this one storyline, then we had to go do this other part, and then we had to do this other part. Like they they crammed a lot of information into her movie. And then with Ashley's, it felt slow because they didn't cram as much into Ashley's as Kimberly's. Like they just basically laid out all the groundwork in Kimberly's movie, and then Ashley's barely had really anything. Mm-hmm. So the balance of the story wasn't great between the two of them. I mean, this is kind of on topic, but kind of off off topic. I don't even know where I'm going with this because I have two comments, but I don't know how they fit into that. Okay. Well, let me go on to one of my comments. Okay. And then maybe you can tie yours in. I did not love how in the city movie that they wrote the storyline where Ashley is in Salt Lake and doesn't come back for Christmas at the Madison that fails, right? And then mm-hmm. on the next one, this is the only the only note that I can remember from that movie that I, and I wrote it down. But then at the next Christmas at the Madison, when they tried to redo it, she's like, oh, I wouldn't miss it. And I was like, but you missed it the first time. <laughs> yeah. So my kind of random notes about this are, and this is kind of going into balance issues, the other big name character in this movie is their uncle, who's played by, is it Kevin Nealon? I have no idea, but he's Uncle Dave, and I feel like everybody has an Uncle Dave. I do. <laughs> well, he, he was familiar to me, because I've seen him before, and he was like a known person. And he wasn't in Kimberly's movie very much. And I was like, this is so weird, like he's this big name, and then he's barely in her movie as their uncle. But then in Ashley's movie, he was more prominent because I guess he was closer to Ashley's character, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, I guess that makes a little bit more sense. But again, this balance was off. And then I also felt it was off because the exciting thing about having real life sisters play sisters in these two movies is that Kimberly and Ashley have a really good chemistry together and they're really funny when they get going, right? Because mm-hmm. they do their little instagram lives and they're hilarious so that's part of their magic but on in these movies they barely gave them any screen time together they separated them yeah and we only got these short clips of them talking to each other on the phone which is not the same as when they were actually together which were like kind of the best scenes so i feel like they kind of missed the mark in making these sister movies By having them separated 90% of the time. Yeah, I agree. And I really felt like the the one that I liked of them talking on the phone was actually the one. It was in both the movies, but Kimberly's movie where they did the split screen and they're kind of both walking down the sidewalk doing the same kinds of things like both giving money to the Santa and blah, blah, blah. And it was just kind of like. They were both kind of dancing, walking, like peppy. Mm-hmm. And it kind of felt like, oh, you can see the parallels between these two, these two people and how similar they are because they're sisters. I, I liked that scene, but then I agree. The rest of the ones I felt like missed the mark. I would also say, now that you've mentioned this about the uncle, I think the city movie should have been the first one. Yeah, I think so, too. You would have set it up with the uncle backstory 
leading up to the Madison movie where now you're connected emotionally to the uncle as well and why this is so important to them as a family. Yeah. And it would have made more sense as to why at the end of Ashley's movie, we didn't see Mark Declan who had gotten together with Kimberly in her movie. Why wasn't he yes. at the end big party in Ashley's movie? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I thought that was strange too. I thought, well, he has a daughter. So maybe because it was, was it Christmas Eve? Maybe he was spending time with his daughter, but I just, I kind of was surprised. Well, it was weird because Ashley's love interest was in Kimberly's movie. Now, granted, Kimberly worked with him, so he kind of mm -hmm. had to be there. But to not have Mark, Kim's love interest in Ashley's movie, seemed very strange. Well, especially in the scenes where Ashley goes back. Yeah. Like, they've already filmed all that. So why wasn't he at least in there? Why didn't they pick clips that he was in at all? I don't know. I feel like the editing was a little odd because... They had an awkward cutting of scenes as far as recaps and like we kind of had, they tried to avoid doing the exact same lines again, although mm -hmm. they still did that, but they didn't even really get different shots of the same scene. Like we've seen movies where we have to look at past interactions, right? But from a different person's point of view mm -hmm. and you just move the angles and you see a slightly different thing. They didn't do that in these movies, or in Ashley's movie, right. I should say. It was just the exact same thing, and then an awkward cutting of conversations. And it didn't really work. I, I just felt like that could have been a better job of making it more cohesive. I agree. And I think that ties into my point, how they really cut up the beginning of Ashley's movie so it didn't feel like a standalone movie. Mm-hmm. And it was just a recap of what had previously happened. And you're right, all scenes that we had already seen. Yeah. So. Which was unfortunate. I did really like, though, that the food bank story in Ashley's movie. Because Kimberly and Brad Paisley, who's her husband, actually have a food bank that is a store in Nashville. It's called The Store. Yeah. Yeah. And they referenced it. Oh, there's one like this and blah, blah, blah in Nashville um, and how they wanted to do something like that. So I I liked that they incorporated that into the storyline. I agree. I thought that was a good little I don't want to call it a product placement because it's not a product, um, but just like getting their name out there so people are aware because it is a good like a charity organization an idea for people to actually go through a store like they're actually shopping or go through a food bank like they're actually shopping and not just receiving a set, you know, box of things that they may not actually eat. Right. So I did like that part of the storyline in Ashley's movie. Another thing that I liked was I liked the Ashley's the kiss at the end where she sits in the photo booth and kisses him while the photo booth is going off. Oh, yeah. That was actually probably one of the best parts of the movie. It was a very cute, like, end kiss scene. Yeah. And I actually liked both of the kisses because Kimberly's kiss with Mark Declan, they were talking about how she had, 
oh, she probably had a ton of kisses at the Madison. And she's like, no, I never did. And then she's like, oh, that was my first kiss at the Madison. I really like that scene of theirs also. So I feel like those were highlights in both of the movies. Well, so that was their first kiss in the movie. It wasn't their end kiss like Ashley's in the photo booth was. That is My true. only issue with that kiss scene in Kimberly's movie was he was literally telling her how, oh, yeah, I was I kissed someone in the Madison when I had a crush on another girl, which was Kimberly's character. And then he kissed Kimberly. I just I don't want to hear that you were kissing another girl while you had a crush on me. And then you kissed me. I, I don't know. What I liked about them was all of the hand holding in the movie. There oh, was yeah. like they couldn't stay away from each other. Their hands naturally found each other and they always just kind of held hands. And it was just a very sweet, intimate moment. I agree. And I liked how it was kind of very natural. You don't see that a lot in these movies. But like there's mm-hmm. the point where they were doing the Christmas tree ornaments which I love this tradition of like you sit back and you look and you figure out what's missing and you add an ornament to the tree Mm -hmm. um so I liked that storyline but they're sitting there on the couch next to each other and their hands just they held hands and it was kind of like in front of their whole family or whatever but it was just very natural not a big deal just kind of a visual representation of this closeness that they are experiencing yeah that was probably like my favorite part of Kimberly's movie was all their hand holding and their natural sweetness to the relationship. And I just I like Kimberly better than Ashley. No offense, Ashley. And I really like Mark Declan. I do too. I mean Mark Declan stole our hearts in Love and Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. I had to think about the movie. I knew what it was. I was like, what is the name of it again? Oh <laughs> so it will forever be because of that movie. Yes, I agree. <laughs> And he was kind of, I felt like this character was kind of reminiscent of Love and Sunshine because he was kind of like a fix-it guy who just kind of was around helping fixing things. Yeah, he had a sweet line about, you know, he's he always wants to be useful to her. I'm like, oh, Oh, that was was cute. Yeah. I have a couple of very random things from Ashley's movie. Okay. Um, So they go to this ice skating rink, right? Mm-hmm. two things first this is the smallest ice skating rink i have ever seen in my entire life i don't even know how you could consider it an ice skating rink it's like a ice skating room <laughs> it was so small <laughs> and then they pull out this mistletoe thing it's like arch. an arch with a mistletoe in it and <laughs> they both purposefully skate under it it's not like it comes around and shows up behind them or something and then they Mm -hmm. both look shocked when they end up under the mistletoe yeah you know what cracked me up about that though was they just started talking about serious stuff and then he leaves and the arch gets rolled away like the arch (laughs) literally came out they went under it and then it goes away this mistletoe skate was very short it was. Well, there was the first one where the two guys kissed the girl, one on each cheek. That was cute. That was cute, too. Yeah. And then my other two random things is she's really bad at high-fiving. <laughs> Ashley? Yes. Did you see that? Where she high-fives him, and it's like the most awkward high-five ever. And maybe it's her personality, and she was like over-exaggerating it, because I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. But I was like, that was a horrible high-five. <laughs> I didn't notice her high fives, but it wouldn't surprise me either because she was a lot in this movie. Oh, like, yeah. 
Way too much. Way too much. Yes, she was very over the top. And there's a point where they're at this place, um, which was really pretty, the place with the big fireplace and the couch and the where they end up having the party at the end. I like how you name the most basic things in that room when the standout piece is the poinsettia wall and that tree. <laughs> I didn't You're know. Like, they have a fireplace. They have a couch. I didn't know how to explain <laughs> that part. I was like, that red stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh, Carrie. <laughs> well, the couch plays into what I was going to say. That's the reason I mentioned it. Because she's sitting on this couch talking about how you need a special thing because the thi- oh you need activities because the wet like at weddings what makes weddings fun is that there's things for people to do and it was really funny though cuz she ends it she's like you don't you don't want it to be a sixth grade a middle school dance <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i was like okay you kind of got a point there but she's sitting on this couch and she like flings her legs up in this like kind of sexy like thing and she's like, there's dancing with the mom as she's like doing this thing with her legs. And I'm like, how does that movement signify dancing with the mom? Like, I thought she was going to say taking the garter off or, you know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, those two things don't go together. <laughs> well, then she said like tossing things. So maybe that's where she was going. Maybe. With leg kick. I just was like, this is exactly personifies the over the topness of her character. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even her love interest really didn't start, I feel like, noticing her romantically until far into the movie because she was just so much for him. He's just like, I don't even know how (laughs) to handle you. I agree. And the guy I was kind of on the fence about, but then do you know what I realized? He is the, he was actually in Redemption and Cherry Spring, which is the the latest series that they're creating for um, movies and mysteries. I still haven't watched that one. <laughs> Where it's got Rochelle Eights in it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the guy from that. And I was like, oh, I did not realize that that was him. I liked him. He was fine. Yeah, and I liked him. I just didn't realize it was him. He he was fine. I just didn't. I mean, I guess opposites attract. <laughs> yeah, and they both, they actually shared the same values about building community and helping others and volunteering and stuff. That is true. A lot of people quit their jobs in that second movie, though. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> it's a lot of shuffling around. <laughs> Well, in general, there was a lot of shuffling because Ashley's character quits working at the bakery where she was working before to go now going to end up at the restaurant. And then Kimberly's character is leaving the restaurant to go create the restaurant movie theater at the movie theater. Mm -hmm. Spoiler. (laughs) Spoiler. If people don't know that these review episodes have spoilers by this point... (laughs) I can't help you. I know. (laughs) Where have you been? They're like, this is the first episode we've ever listened to. (laughs) And now they're never going to listen again because we spoiled it. Are you ready to rate it? Yeah. Okay. So for setting, since these movies shared settings, I am giving it a four because I thought the theater was really cute. I thought the cafe that their family owned was cute. But what really put it over the top for me 
was the poinsettia wall and tree that was massive. And they had the same type of thing going on her parents' house with the green leaf vine things covering the whole front. I just really like plant-covered walls. I just, they're really pretty. I didn't notice the parents' house one, but I will agree. I also gave it a four for all of those reasons. And I really liked Umber and Sprig, the restaurant. I thought it was really mm-hmm. pretty also. So all of those things made me give it a four. And I just like the name Umber and Sprig. That's, that's a cute restaurant name. That is. <laughs> okay, moving on. For style, I gave it a three just because everyone is pretty average looking. Like, I mean, they're attractive, you know, and whatever, but they didn't wear anything outstanding. I agree. I thought it was really funny, though, that they had this whole conversation about Ashley borrowing Kimberly's clothes and then she gets off the phone. And, you know, this is one of the parts I did like about the joint story. And I wish they had done more of this, but you hear it end in Kimberly's movie, the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to Ashley's movie and you, they replay basically the same conversation, just kind of shorter. She gets off the phone and she says, and I'm never giving this coat back. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And in the beginning when they decide to swap and Ashley's like, oh, can I borrow some of your clothes? And Kim's like, I love that you even ask considering you're wearing my sweater. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just thought that was so funny and like such a sister thing. Yep. Which is why they needed to be together more. <sighs> Agree. So that leads into storyline, which I give a three because... It didn't all completely come together in the best way in my mind. Although, did you catch at the end of Ashley's movie, it said the end, and then it said, is just the beginning, dot, dot, dot. Oh. Are we getting sequels? I don't know. I guess maybe depending on how it goes over, but maybe next time they'll do just one movie. Or maybe that means that it's just the moral of the story or whatever that, oh, the end is just the beginning and... Yeah. They're all starting new lives. And it's not even they're going to have sequels or anything. Definitely could. It definitely could be that. But I wouldn't put it past them to for that to be like some sort of an Easter egg. We will find out. I gave it a four. I liked the idea of doing something different. I appreciated that it was unique. I just don't feel like the execution was as good as I would have liked for it to have been. And I definitely think mm-hmm. Ashley's story should have been first and Kimberly's should have been second for the Uncle Dave storyline. And then for Christmas trees, I gave it a four because there was a lot of Christmas going on. In these I agree movies. with that. Yep. But it was a nonsense for both for me. Mine would lean a little bit more towards love on Kimberly, but still nonsense. I would give it somewhere right in the middle. I was going to lean more towards love just because I appreciated the fact that they tried something different. But I agree Kimberly's would lean more towards the love and Ashley's would lean more towards the nonsense. <laughs> yeah. All right. So those are the Swiss, Swister, the sister swap movies. <laughs> Something new. And they were okay. So there's that. Yep. All right. On to our next movie, a Dickens holiday. Is that the Dickens actual title? Dickens of a holiday. Dickens of a holiday. Whoops. I never put the full titles on my subject lines because I write my notes in an email and I send it to me, to myself. <laughs> so I just wrote Dickens Holiday. <laughs> so this one, uh, I just, it was awesome. I loved it. It was a really good movie. 
I agree. I I think it was not as good for me only because I did end up splitting it up several times because I couldn't watch it all mm. at one time. And I think that made it less like I ruined it for myself a little bit, I think. I think you did, Carrie. <laughs> Cuz this this movie, like Brooke was great. I loved Brooke, but it really played I think for Christopher's like strengths because he got to do some impressions and he's good at his impressions and I actually think he made the best choice for Scrooge out of the leading men that we have on Hallmark he just Mm -hmm. has that personality kind of thing and he so he was really funny and him and Brooke were so cute together like he had a crush on her in high school and now he's like with her again and they had a lot of physical intimate moments like when she adjusts his body and his face to get into character for Scrooge like that's a very intimate thing and you can see the change come over him and it was just different because we don't see a lot of actual physical touches in these movies Mm -hmm. so I liked that I I did too I felt like they had really good chemistry throughout the whole thing and I was kind of on the fence, though, about, like, him saying, you're such a great director. Part of what made her a great director with him is that they had this relationship building, right? And I was Mm -hmm. like, she's not going to be that way, though, with everybody, where you're going to have these intimate things with the, like, you know, like, where she was, like, talking to him about his nephew or something like that to kind of or his brother to kind of tie into the emotions of the Scrooge character you know what I'm saying like if you don't really know the people then you as a director is not going to have that to play on yeah but I feel like she's the type of person that she cares about everybody in her cast or whatever and that she would be getting to know people and that she would use that and people like talking to her so I I just feel like she would still bring that into her directing with other people could be true I don't know it is true (laughs) uh I also liked this is kind of jumping to the end conflict but normally in these movies so you know she's directing the play that's super important for the town he's a big movie star and he finally lands the role that he's been waiting for. So he can't make it to the play. So normally when these happen, these things happen in the movies, either the girl finds out or whoever's like doing the play part, they find out and they just assume the other person's leaving and going to leave them in the lurch and broke their trust. And so there's that miscommunication. But in this movie, she actually told him to leave and was like no you really should you know go take this role and like kicks him off the play and it's a very mature you know no miscommunication kind of thing and I appreciated that we didn't go down the usual route there of just oh you were gonna leave for this big role you know what did you expect us to do without you kind of thing and that didn't happen I agree I think um that was one of the things that stood out to me as well how much she was like 
normally, like you're saying, the the assistant would have walked up to Chris's character and said it to him, and then she overhears it and just is like, oh, well, he's leaving, and upset about the fact that he's leaving, right? Mm-hmm. But the assistant came and told them both at the same time, and it gave the opportunity for this different storyline. And I like the fact yeah. that he made the choice there. There was not any wavering on what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? He was like, no, I made it. I made a commitment. I'm going to keep my commitment. Yeah. I liked that too. He's a good guy. Okay. <laughs> well, I actually don't have a lot more notes past just rating. Cause I just really watched the movie and didn't take a lot of notes. So my last big note is the ACE hardware product placement. <clears throat> and this was above and beyond product placement that we've seen so far this year. <laughs> like normally we see what the, the can of green beans and the finished casserole, or we see the daisy sour cream and the finished product. No, 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 not for Ace Hardware. <laughs> no, this thing we was see like the whole half the screen. <laughs> we see the whole Ace Hardware store. Chris used to work there. They go to their tree lot and Ace employee comes up to him and he's like, man, you were the best employee we ever had. And Chris is like, I love this man. I could almost work here again. <laughs> and then we have Ace Hardware commercials. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, they they really pushed Ace Hardware. <laughs> they got their money's worth in this movie. They sure did. I thought the same thing. I was like, wow. Some of the other ones, you could almost miss them if you're not really paying attention, right? Like, especially the ones that are like the vehicles where they just show like the front of the car or something. It's just like a quick little go by and you just don't really, if you're not looking at the screen, you might miss it. You couldn't, <laughs> you could not miss this. He did my favorite thing. It's beautiful. And he's like looking at her. (laughs) You know what? Christopher Palaha gets a pass. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to say that. I put like four laughing emojis after that comment. I was like, I can't wait to bring this up to her because you're always like, I hate it when they do this. (laughs) It worked for him. Okay. There are a few people that would get a pass, and he is one of them. (laughs) He wasn't creepy when he did it. Well, that's just because we love him. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Um, I did have one quote. I loved at the end where where she's like, how do you feel about long-distance relationships? And he was like, Cassie, wherever you are is where I want to be. Yeah, that was good. And I liked that they were going to have a long-distance relationship, possibly. or Yeah. You know? Because normally it's kind of a you move here or I move there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, they keep their jobs. They encourage each other to pursue even bigger dreams in those jobs. So it was nice. Yeah. I have one more, but it can go into ratings. So, Okay. I feel bad that we're like talking so shortly about this. But it's just because it was such a good movie for me. Like, you really just want to be in it. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't take a ton of notes. Chris was hilarious. 
Brooke, I thought, Brooke played really good. well off of him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So, obviously, I was in a good move, move <clears throat> with this movie. I think mine are going to be lower than yours, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they are going to be lower than mine because I gave it a five for setting. Yeah, I, I gave it a three. <laughs> I was like, it was fine. Oh, my gosh. I liked their theater. That bumped it up. All right. I gave it a five for style, too. Because I liked I liked all their outfits, but then I also liked the Scrooge costumes. I gave it a four. I thought it was good. <laughs> Storyline, I gave it a five. I also gave it a five, and I did. Oh, have, there we go. I did have one note that I made about this. I really loved that the Scrooge storyline had the parallel to his life so he was talking Mm -hmm. about how he has to like really feel the character to be able to get into the character and blah 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 and he was able to use these real things like this animosity between him and his brother and the nephew and the like there was no animosity between the nephew but you know what i'm saying like the the hardships and the relationship and the separation from things and how his mother died and they had not he had not been back and he kind of cut himself off to protect himself. And I really loved mm-hmm. those underlying themes really paralleled with the Scrooge themes. And then as he's working out how to to deal with these things in his real life, he's actually able to connect to the Scrooge character and really do it really well. I agree. And can we just applaud Chris's acting abilities? Like he went from being funny and witty at parts and then he's like serious when he's doing Scrooge and like showing pain and I'm just like man the switch from back and forth yeah it was movie, really good I thought was really good yeah yep all right and then Christmas I gave it a five and it's a love I gave it a love I didn't write down Christmas <laughs> I skipped those in all of my things but I mean four it's or a five. five somewhere somewhere in there I'm good <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay Now, I don't have a lot to say. I could probably wrap this up in a few comments, but Godwink 3, A Miracle of Love. Guys, this was not their best Godwink. (laughs) Wait a second. This isn't Godwink 3. This is Godwink 4. My bad. I just, I put Godwink 3 in the subject line. (laughs) It's 4. Sorry. All right, but yeah, it's not the best. I don't have. I have three comments actually, and one of them is so random. Okay, why don't you say your comments? Maybe mine goes into those. Actually, two of them are really random. One of them is that the husband that's getting the house, when he showed up on screen, I was like, "Wow, he's really cute." (laughs) I'm pretty. I feel like I've seen him as a lead in a movie before, actually. I didn't recognize him, but that doesn't mean he wasn't. It just means I'm just bad at recognizing people. And I don't know if you noticed this. So they both go to hear about this volunteer Volunteer opportunity. Yes. In two different places. And they're both sitting there. When the guy went, I swear the guy next to him looked like Steve Lund. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Is that Steve Lund? Is he going to come? And it was just like when it was pulling away. So I don't know if it really looked like him or not. But I was like, is he going to show up in this movie? And he did not show up in this movie. So I'm sure it was not him. It was just an like an extra that looked like him. How lucky are you to look like Steve Lund, though? <laughs> right? 
Uh, okay. My random comment is, well, did you know what a Kringle was before watching this? Well, yes, because there's that Brick Dorsey movie. <gasps> oh. With Daniel Lissing. See, I did. Yeah, I didn't remember that from that movie, even though I did like it. But I did not know what a Kringle was. Like, I'd heard about Kringles, but he made this a big deal about, you're from the Midwest? And I'm like, yeah, I am from the Midwest. And Kringle wasn't my thing. I agree. So. I'm from the Midwest, and I also did not know what a Kringle was until that Brick, Dor- Brick Dorsey movie. But I will say, this is also Ohio. And was it Minnesota, Michigan? I don't know what the states were, but they were the northern. I think it was Wisconsin. Yeah. They were the northern Midwestern states, which I feel like is different from us. <laughs> People try to claim that Kansas is not Midwestern. And I'm like, Kansas is literally the middle of the United States. If it's not Midwestern, nothing is Midwestern. <laughs> I didn't know that Wisconsin and like Michigan and them were considered Midwest too. Oh, yeah. Think of them as northern states. I could see that. Minnesota, I know they think of as Midwestern. That's why I would also associate Michigan and maybe Wisconsin. Ohio, though, I agree is kind of in that middle zone that could maybe be northeastern. But yeah. I mean, I lived in Columbus, Ohio. It has a Midwestern vibe, but either way, I just was like, I don't know what these Kringles are. Because I'd forgotten that Brooke Dorsey movie. I feel like we need to uh, have a Kringle. I know. They look pretty good. Just a giant donut. I love a donut. Okay. So I think I might have missed a line early on in the movie. But I thought the guy who played her boyfriend was her brother. Because he was standing there with her dad in her home. And... Then he started talking about them moving in together and getting a house. And I was like, this is, is he her boyfriend? (laughs) So the line that you missed was he said, because I was kind of questioning the same thing. I was like, who is this character? And he goes, your dad has had me over here helping him, blah, 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 blah. That's the line you missed. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That might have cleared some things up uh, because I was very confused for a long time. Well, she didn't, she kind of treated him like her brother instead of her boyfriend. Yeah. So So. this was one of the major issues I had with this movie. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So you, we have to separate this from, I know this is a true story or based on a true story. How much of this actually happened and how much is like fictionalized for drama for TV? I don't know. So, you know, separate this from true life. So in the story though. It really bothered me how long they let her keep this boyfriend. She didn't tell anybody about it. She was acting very chummy with her actual love interest in this movie. He didn't even know about it until he declared his intentions. And she's like, oh, I have a boyfriend. And, you know, sometimes they have the movies where the people have, they're in a relationship, right? But it doesn't normally go on so long or the other person's terrible, but... This guy who was her boyfriend, she'd been with him for five years. He was there when her mother died. He'd helped her through things. He was like a good guy. And then she doesn't tell anybody. I just, it it bothered me a lot. I did not like that at all. 
I did not like that either. Um, I did feel like the reason I felt like she wasn't talking about him was because she was very unsure about him. And I think she wanted to break up with him. She, like she didn't want him to be her boyfriend anymore, but she kind of felt like she owed him something because he was there for her through, through the death of her mother and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. so then I could kind of understand if she didn't have another love interest, maybe you're not talking about, like if you had just gone and, you weren't interested in anybody and you just don't talk about your boyfriend because you mm -hmm. don't know if you're going to keep your boyfriend or not. That's completely different, but I do feel like it would have been better. And I mean, you're right. This is based on a true story. So maybe this didn't really happen, but they should have had her at least have a conversation with maybe the girl, you know, about the boyfriend, like, Oh, I'm kind of dealing with this. And you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I would have written it to make it feel like, well, at least somebody there knows about the guy. <laughs> I don't know. It I was... just feel like she was acting like she didn't have a boyfriend at all with this guy. And her love interest was very open about his feelings for her. Yeah, I just felt it was kind of mean. And then not to tell him until he literally is an inch from your face about to kiss you. I just, it rubbed me the wrong way. I agree. And then, so that was my first note. My second note is I didn't feel like there were many Godwings in this movie. Like the last Godwing was pretty important and it did make me like teary eyed. But otherwise, I just feel like the other movies had more Godwings. I agree. I felt like the the main Godwink, there's two of them, like you're mentioning. Mm -hmm. The first one where they they sign up for the same thing from different states, right? And then they meet in the airport. But other than that, I do feel like maybe they were trying to make some of the other things that were like her saying, oh, here, just make your writings kind of like a sermon. It's like it. And you know what I'm saying? Like him kind of her kind of having this understanding of him that without really knowing him, I thought was mm -hmm. maybe them trying to make that more of a God wink kind of thing. I don't know. It, it just didn't feel very much like a Godwink movie to me. And then the last thing, which, again, separating this from true life, because maybe this did happen. And in true life, it is kind of romantic. But when you're watching this on TV, it's kind of ridiculous. So the big thing that happens is he gets in an accident and he's like near death except he gets magically saved by this doctor who attended you know this godwing thing but that's not what i'm talking about or bothered me at least so he's in the hospital bed stable uh stats she's with him and then his parents show up and they're like oh this is family only so she leaves all crying and then all of a sudden he starts tanking and is dying because she left and they're like, oh, get joy, bring her back. And she comes back and magically his stats get better again. I just, <laughs> this was the silliest thing I've ever seen. Well, and you know what? I, I completely agree. I did not like the storyline, but it is based on a true story. How much of this do they at least feel like really happened? Right? Mm -hmm. how much was based upon their real story. I, I don't know why you would write that in if that's not part of the God wink. Right? 
Yeah. So I I feel like maybe it should have been done better or something. If it had been, if this had not been based on a true story, I would have like been like done with this movie at this point. I was, I would have, I mean, I did not like it. I was like, this does not, I don't feel like this really happens. Maybe it's because I haven't met somebody that (laughs) will literally die if you leave the room. Yes. (laughs) Hasn't happened yet. And I mean, I don't think that most people are that way. So. I don't know. I can yeah. read it now. Okay. okay. Hold on. I did want to say one thing. I did not okay. like the acting in this movie at all. It was bad. The acting? I don't know if... if it's hard for me to judge it because there were other things. I think they did the best that they could with what they got. I really had big issues in the early in the beginning with the Joy character and the Guy character. I don't know what it was... Especially when they got together, like, I felt like they were over-delivering the, like, maybe they were trying to make the Godwinks more profound than what they really were and, like, really pointing them out with the way that they were delivering their lines. I don't know, but I did not. It well, felt have forced. you watched her in Goodwink? I mean, in Goodwink. In Goodwitch. I did not realize that she was in Goodwitch. You're the one who told me she was a sister. No. You did tell me she was a sister in Good Witch. Um, the girl from Nantucket, Noelle, was Abigail the cousin. But this is the other sister. I don't know this girl. Catherine Beryl is her name. Oh, Joy Harper. Her name is Joy in Good Witch 2? She's only been in the last... She's 2020 to 2021. I haven't seen any of those seasons. But I was right. She is a sister or whatever. I think she is a relative. I don't know if she's a sister. I don't know. So let's rate this. For setting, I gave it a two. I gave it a three. It was fine. (laughs) Style, I gave it a two. (laughs) They weren't wearing anything interesting. And granted, they were doing a lot of housework. So they were wearing like comfortable jackets and stuff. I gave it a a three, but I could be convinced to a two. (laughs) Storyline. I gave it a two. You know what? I think I wrote three on this, but I accidentally wrote the three where the end of it dropped off. So it looks like a two. So I'm going with two. My brain did that subconsciously. They also had an awkward public kiss at the end. Don't forget that. Oh, yes, they did. Guys. So I don't like those. It's a two storyline. And for Christmas, I feel like I need to keep with my theme of two. I will give it a three for Christmas because I did love how much they did for that other family for Christmas. And I like the lighting of the candles for Advent. I had that on my thing. I did really like the Advent. This is the lowest rated movie of the season for me. (laughs) I don't think I've given any twos out. I agree. Nonsense. Nonsense. It was not good. It was the Uh. worst. By far the worst of the Godwinks. Yes, yes, definitely. Although I feel like a case could be made that they've gone down marginally each time. Because I would say my favorite is the Kimberly Sestad, Paul Campbell one, which was first. Uh-huh. And then the second one is the Cindy Busby and Ben Hollingsworth one, which was second. And then the third is the Brooke Dorsey and Sam Page. So, you know. 
I agree. And I will also say, I think it was at a disadvantage because I didn't know either one of these actors. And I love Paul Campbell. I love Kimberly Todd. Right. I like Cindy Busby. I like Brooke Dorsey. I like Sam Page. I don't remember who the guy was in the second one, but I don't think I knew him at the time that I watched it. But I do feel like it was probably at a disadvantage because you don't, I wasn't connected to either one of these actors and didn't really. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry. God wink. Hopefully next year you guys do better <laughs> or you just quit. <laughs> well, I don't know that I want them to stop the series because I do like seeing these true stories, but this one was just not it. I think they have seven of these though. I think I was reading. I don't know if they're going to make them into all movies, but I think that when they compiled the idea of Godwinks into an article or something, there was several of them that they collected and then they started making them into movies. Hmm. I feel like I read that last year, but. Well, I guess we'll see next year what happens. All right. And that wraps up this review episode. Woo! Yay! We'll be back. Stay tuned for. We have one more preview episode, right? One more preview and then one and then two more reviews and then Christmas is over. Okay. So stay tuned for the next episode, which is the last preview of the Christmas season. All lifetime. But Hallmark might have something that we just don't know about. That is true. They do sometimes just throw stuff in there. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.